Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I'm your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina. I'm so happy to have you with me today. I've got a great show for you. I'm going to do some teaching called Jesus, Your Representation. Whenever I teach, I love to bring Jesus out of the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, everything is created. The law, the prophets, All of it is designed to point to Jesus and the revelation of Jesus. You know, when the Lord was kind of laying this teaching out for me, I was just meditating on him and I was astounded by his beauty and his majesty. I love revealing Jesus as a king. He's so much more. There's so much more to every side of him, but I I really love that part. I often see the Lord laughing, just laughing at his enemies. And the Bible tells us that he sits in the heavenlies and he laughs at his enemies. And when we become one with him through faith, our enemies become his. He's a covenant-keeping God. And really what that means is, is we become his and he becomes ours. And everything that we have becomes his and everything that he has becomes ours. And he's so faithfully committed to us. And it's so beautiful. And the closest thing you have to it on earth is the example of what marriage is supposed to be. But truly, just the unending beauty of that faithful commitment just astounds me. And I've just found through my own walk that he is so committed to us, even when we're not committed to ourselves, even when we're giving up on things and when we're frustrated and we're just ready to throw in the towel. But he is so committed to us. And, you know, we've all been there before. You know, maybe we've experienced like an accusing thought or maybe someone has come along and accused us or even our own conscience. This is the enemy of our souls right here. You know, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and the way he does it is through accusation. This is why the Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. How do we fight the enemy of our souls? We fight with truth, and we fight with the bold declaration of Jesus' finished work. The enemy no longer has any power over us. And when we understand that Jesus removed the written requirements of the law, having nailed it to the cross in his own body. The one who wrote the law fulfilled it completely in himself. The hands that penned the commandments with a finger were pierced to the cross for our sake. And this is how he disarmed principalities' powers. And this is how he made a public spectacle of them and triumphed over them. This is Colossians 2. 11 through 15, New King James Version. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sin 
of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Christ in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has been made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. That is Colossians 2, 11 through 15. I guarantee you, no demon in hell wants you to understand this verse. But I'm so excited about what I have for you today because it is going to give you a level of holy boldness once you realize that the only way the enemy had any power over you is through the law. The accuser of the brethren, who we know as Satan himself, used to stand before God and accuse us day and night. But now, because of Jesus Christ, through faith in his work, we stand spotless before the throne. In the book of Revelation, we see the resulting work of Jesus against Satan and what he has truly done for us in becoming the propitiation for our sin. The Apostle John boldly declares what he now sees standing before a holy God. The accuser has been cast out of the holy place before the throne, and now Jesus stands in his place, ever making intercession for us. Today, Jesus stands as our high priest, and you and I are blessed based on the righteous standing of the high priest. This is Revelation 1210, New King James Version. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. This is how we can come boldly before the throne of grace to find help in time of need. Before Jesus stood as our representation, we could not come because the accuser stood to indict us based on our failings to keep God's perfect holy standard. But hallelujah, now we have Christ as our representation, and he would never condemn those whom he represents to the Father as perfect, holy, spotless, righteous children of God. This is Hebrews 4, 16 NIV. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. I'm thankful that the Bible gives us a prophetic shadow of things to come in the Old Testament as well. Whenever we read the Old Testament, we look for Jesus and we bring him out of it. The entire Bible reveals Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. In the book of Zechariah, we see Yeshua, the high priest of Israel, standing before 
the throne of God. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord and Satan were standing there with them. Now we know that anytime the Bible says the angel of the Lord before the appearance of Christ, this is Jesus's pre-incarnate appearance. So we can see that this is Jesus standing there with the high priest of Israel at the time, and Satan. Let's read what happens. Then the angel of the Lord showed me Yeshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Yeshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Yeshua's clothes was filthy, and he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, Take off his filthy clothes. And turning to Yeshua, he said, See, I have taken away your sins, and now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Then I said, They should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. That is Zechariah 3, 1 through 5, New Living Translation. Notice that the angel of the Lord, who is Jesus, instructs his servants, the angels, to change Yeshua's clothing from filthy rags into clean, righteous garments. And he declares that he will take away the sins of his people and clothe them with righteousness. And Zechariah also says we should place a clean turban on his head. I believe that the turban represents a change in Yeshua's thinking and conscience. Because the Lord desires that his priests worship him with clean conscience. This is how we appropriately serve God, with clean conscience, a conscience that is sprinkled with the blood of Jesus and freed from an evil heart. An evil heart is one that is focused on sin, not righteousness. This is Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 NIV. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unwaveringly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's Hebrews 10, 19-25, NIV. It is through the finished work of Jesus and faith in Him that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. The accuser has been cast down, and our high priest, Jesus, reigns as our heavenly representative. The vision from Zechariah was a shadow of what we now enjoy under the new covenant of grace. Jesus states to Yeshua, the high priest of Israel at the time, that these are symbols of things to come, and that he will remove the sins of this land in a single day. This is Zechariah 3, 6-10, New Living Translation. Listen to me, O Yeshua, the high priest, and all you other priests. You are symbols of things to come. Soon I am going to bring my servant, the branch. Now look at the jewel I have set before Yeshua, a single stone with seven facets. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. And on that day, the Lord of heaven's armies, each of you, will invite your neighbor to sit with you peacefully under your own grapevine and fig tree. As a believer today, you can have no fear, for the accuser of your souls has been cast down. Today, you can come before God with full assurance of faith that you will find help in time of need. So I want to pray for you before we go. Jesus, I thank you so much that you have destroyed the power of the enemy when you allowed yourself to be nailed to that cross. The hands that penned the Ten Commandments have completely fulfilled the law. And in doing so, Jesus, you have wiped out the handwriting that stood to indict us based on our sinful failure to keep your holy standard. So, Jesus, I just thank you right now for revelation. Thank you for the jewel. I thank you, God, that when you give revelation, you give jewels. It is precious jewels. So, I thank you, Lord, right now for dispersing revelation of what you have done and destroying the power of the enemy that he had through condemnation. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for wisdom and revelation right now on every single person listening. And God, I thank you for giving them a greater revelation of the branch of the chief cornerstone filled with seven facets of the Spirit of God. And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you that you are so rich. You are so wealthy, God, that we can feast on you and only you. So Jesus, I thank you right now for destroying strongholds in the minds of our listeners in condemnation, in sin. And I thank you, God, for giving them a revelation of their right 
righteousness in you, God, and that they can come before you, a holy God, fully represented by your blood, clean, pure, righteous, spotless children of God, that they can ask for everything that they need right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the extravagant love store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Facebook and Instagram at Christina Prayer Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.